Okay, we should be on. Are we rolling? I think. We're going to find out. <laughs> okay, well, you have the, you have the quote. Oh. Because um, I sure wasn't prepared for that. You know, I picked it out and then, like, mm-hmm. didn't hold it open. So maybe yeah. we'll find another one, too. Um, well, it was with, the, it was with the text. The text. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, okay. Okay, do I say, like, page number or do I just go for it? Um, you could do page number. Page 67. This feels like we're in church. I'm telling you to flip, like, your pamphlet open. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I glanced down at the phone in my hand, expecting it's my client with some condition reply. Thanks. Instead, I know what you did. I hope you die. I don't know what I would do in that scenario. The whole time she was just saying that, like, I would have never done something so bad. Like, why does someone want me dead? I'm like, but have you, Meredith? But have you? But she really did. No, I don't. she... She was forced into it but we'll get into that <laughs> we will get, we'll get to into that. it all right well welcome back to baby got stacks baby got stacks. i'm ashley i'm mel and we are going to talk about the book local woman missing by mary kubica kubica i'm kubica? sure i'm botching it she's the author of the other misses apparently which i didn't read there's a couple chapters in the back of the book but yeah i will read from her again uh, no i thoroughly enjoyed this i definitely gave her a five out of five on on goodreads and we'll, we'll get to why i did that but should i just read the back and, and tell the i guess yeah and then we'll kind of talk yeah all right shelby tebow is the first to go missing then meredith dickey and her six-year-old daughter delilah vanished just blocks away from where shelby was last seen striking fear into their once peaceful community after an elusive search that yields more questions than answers, the case eventually goes cold. Now, 11 years later, Delilah shockingly returns. Everyone wants to know what happened to her, but no one is prepared for what they'll find. And some people will stop at nothing to keep the truth behind. Which is very true. Buried. But yes. We'll literally stop at nothing. <laughs> and we'll bury. <laughs> it's, very, it's very true. Okay, I, so you said you gave it a five. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that it had an amazing twist. I thought it, twists. it flowed really nicely. I it was did. never confused Yeah, on who was who and what was what. I like multi-perspectives. Mm-hmm. This one was done well because there's three different perspectives. Well, and they go from the past to the future yeah. pretty regularly. And sometimes that can mm-hmm. be really hard to do. Yeah. They at least... Well, she kept it consistent so when we went to meredith it was always the past if it was kate it was a certain timeline they all until the very end yeah Um, i I know you had some difficulties keeping track (laughs) of some character also just uh we remember this is going to be a very spoiler filled talk um well i'll just let you know every episode is going to be very spoil filled so if if you are curious about the book but don't want any spoilers please don't listen to Check it until after well, i guess we'll give it i gave it a four stars i was gonna ask you about I gave that it a four because <laughs> i saw that you did that on goodreads i felt that i would want a little more wrap up with some of the characters mm-hmm. or i still had some questions about them which i mean they weren't like in the forefront per se so i get that she didn't like 
and this is what happened next to the random mm-hmm. people. Uh, but I still had some theories that involved others, and I kind of wanted to see if I was right or not. Um, but if you want to listen, go read the book first. If you want to know what we're reading, go to our Instagram. We'll always post ahead of time what we're reading so you can catch up and then listen to this and see if you agree with us or not. Yes, because if you don't want spoilers, obviously you are going I'm to... I'm so sorry. Just click out now. You're going to stop listening. But at the end of every episode, we talk about what we're going to be reading next week, um, which I'm already halfway through. But I haven't started. I pulled it. But I've already read this book before. That's true. It's been a very long time, but... Um, I'm a little nervous about it, I'm not going to lie. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at oh, the end. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay. We'll get okay, there. All right. Uh, all but right. yeah, it was a little difficult just because there were so many couples and names to mm-hmm. follow. So I wrote a little uh, little family tree bobber uh, for the neighborhood. So it kind of... St- where do we start off? With Shelby's perspective, which is the only time we get Shelby's perspective in the prologue. Yes. Um, we start 11 years in the past we immediately get right off to he's cheating immediately he's cheating she's cheating with some guy named sam who takes off his wedding ring every time as if that was gonna make it not that he's betraying his marriage yes and and at the end of it um she does die and i got so worked up while with my tabs Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that i finally did in this book that some of them are upside down Mm -hmm, because i was just mm -hmm. so into it and my first tab that i wrote was why are you in the street (laughs) literally why is she why is she stopped in the street it's at the it's at a dead end they said it was a dead end street she was gonna go meet the guy in the car Mm -hmm. do their thing Mm -hmm. what did you think might have happened at first because I thought either it was the guy mm-hmm. trying to like, oh shit, my wife found out so I have to get rid of her and then try to make it like gaslight my wife to pretend like nothing was happening. I thought maybe it was the wife of um, Sam. I thought maybe she had found out what was going on. That would have been a good one. But also it's hard because she would always go to his car. Yeah. So I don't even know if he knew where she actually lived or what street she lived on. That's fair, because she always walked there. So maybe she parked a few blocks away. But females are very good at figuring out shit. We are. Like, really good. That is true. I get it from my mom. You are a nosy pair. Um, so was my grandmother. Runs of the family. She had a police scanner in her house going constantly. God bless it. So... You know, I'm just living up to my family heritage <laughs> at this point. But, yeah, I I mean, it, it definitely made me want to keep reading. Oh, yeah. To figure out what, what the heck happened. is happening. Yeah. And I liked that that was Shelby's perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the only time. And then from there on out, yeah. Shelby was missing and or already discovered dead. Yes. Um, spoilers. And then we go into Delilah, who turns out not to be Delilah. But is Delilah? No, it's not Delilah. She, well, she truly does believe she's she Delilah. She thought she was, which was an amazing plot twist. That yeah, I that one reading. I didn't see coming. That was very, very felt bad well, for that poor girl. Written. And it, and then we find out that Gus wasn't even real. She had a friend Gus down in the basement with her with the kidnappers, and it totally makes sense. She can't see down there. She's alone. She's scared. She's grown up however many years by herself in a basement. So, of course, her mind created a buddy. It was really hard to, I mean, 
listen to what they had to go through. I mean, oh, in that yeah. 11 years that she was, well, it was, yeah, it was 11 years how she was captive. Oh, yeah, they went missing the same year. They literally didn't bathe her. They didn't clean the toilet. Yeah. Gave her mush for yeah, the meal. Yeah. One of my notes was, if she didn't want to feed them, why take them? I, the well, fame, I, I guess, was later point, on. I said, yeah. I said them. Yeah. We, did, we don't find out that Gus isn't real exactly, until later. Exactly. Um, because I also was confused on where Gus had come from. Because I was like, what, were they just trying yeah, to Yeah, are they just snatching or, children? Yeah, because yeah, if they didn't want them, then like, why? Yeah. Really creepy how the husband was nicer and like got close yeah at least nothing in the book said anything happened it baffled me that the lady read stories out loud and like saved a newspaper to get her to think yeah so that's why she thinks she's delilah because right. the, the kidnappers told her kidnappers showed her the picture hey that's you yeah when it was that's your family your mom's dead sucks so they're just a crazy old couple who wanted to mimic that yes. disappearance which i mean it happens a lot so disturbing it really is um mm. yeah i i did ask why does the guy feel bad i was really mm. confused so i guess i can go through the character since i made my little neighborhood tree okay. thingy once i find it because shelby is married to um jason mm. they're the tebos tebos i thought tebos um, then there's kate and b Shelby and Jason lived a little further out of the neighborhood, so they weren't directly, like, across the street from each other. Like, Kate and B lived in the house right across the street from, or near, Josh and Meredith. Oh, wait, no. Directly across the street from Josh and Meredith were Cassandra, yes, and Marty. Oh, Marty. And Marty. That's right. Josh and Meredith... Had Leo and Delilah. Mm-hmm. Meredith and Delilah went missing one day. Mm-hmm. Josh takes Leo over to Kate and B's mm-hmm. to see if they know anything. Kate's a veterinarian. Love B it. is a music producer, songwriter. She's caught up in her studio a lot, and Kate doesn't really mind and doesn't really ever go in there. She kind of just lets her be. I guess that was like part of their relationship was just personal time and space so yeah they, they didn't think much of it they respect anything. each other i don't want to see boundaries but they definitely yeah. had their own hobbies and interests that mm-hmm. they did apart and that it it didn't feel too strange that they both right. wanted to do it yeah, I, I think shelby and jason lived like down the like same street just down a little down bit, a little bit more and then next door neighbors were be and Kate and Meredith and Josh and then across the street was Cassandra yeah right and then the other perspectives we get is Meredith Kate and Leo when he's grown up more now do we want to just get Leo out of the way here here's let me let me find my my first tab my first tab is I don't like Leo that's that's it because i mean <laughs> he really drives me nuts i think i have um, let me see oh. oh i also said he likes to be ruthless um let me let me read a part of leo's um wording uh-huh, uh-huh. 
To be straight, I never thought they were going to find you. I gave that up a long time ago. In all honesty, I kind of wish they hadn't because Dad and I were getting along just fine without you. Mm-hmm. Now, if that isn't ruthless, I, know. I don't know what is. Yeah. My first note, I didn't even remember that I wrote this. I put, is Leo being a brat kid jealous Delilah came home, or is this not her? Oh. I think um, I put, what was it? I did write a note that I said, does Leo know something? Because I thought, well, mm-hmm. maybe he, just his attitude yeah. from the whole thing. My next one about Leo, Leo is kind of getting on my nerves. Yeah. Leo at this point is 15. His sister and mother went missing when he was four. Mm -hmm. And from what he says, we never get the dad's perspective. So we don't have that side of the story. Mm -hmm. But Leo says his dad was just closed off. Never really did anything with Leo after they vanished. Yeah. And he he just... He didn't handle this. He did not handle it well. well. No. And, I mean, he was young. And he probably doesn't have much memory of his mom or sister, but he does have memories of his father not being there. Yeah, he does start to become a little bit nicer to her. Um, he gave her his, his old blanket. His security blanket. And I, I did write a note, maybe he does have a heart. Right. Um, <laughs> because that's li- really kind of the only time where we... See, I did write a note as well um, at one point, and like I said... I sometimes wrote them upside down because I got a little mm-hmm. too heated. Um, in one part of the book, it says, you, you stabbed someone. There was blood on your clothes when they found you. It was his. How do I know you won't stab me too? Okay. Yeah. I mean, d- clearly she was in a lot of shit in that basement mm-hmm. and under a lot of oh, stress yeah. and stuff. And obviously, that's how she got out. Do you really think you're going to get stabbed by just breathing? And after the hypnosis that the dad did for Delilah to try to get more detail, especially mm-hmm. after she said that Gus was there and they were worried another child was out there with mm-hmm. these people still, dad said Gus wasn't real. It was, you know, she made him up. Yeah. And that Leo got so mad. He's like, oh, so she's a liar, dad. And his dad was like, don't call your sister's names. And he was like, but she is. And he said, she's not. And then he said, then what is she, a schizo? And then not leo's dad said damn it leo just shut up you don't know what you're talking about and he was like wow my dad's never told me to like to shut up before and it's like yeah you're kind of being a a dick yeah and i feel like still at 15 i feel like it's old enough to have some compassion you know what i mean like it's young but it's not like that young like i get we all had attitude around that time but not not to this what i was shocked was that he wasn't in therapy anymore like, I get when, when he's younger, maybe they thought he was okay, but when Delilah came back, they should have also taken him back to therapy because yeah. we just helped you get through a loss, and now that loss is back, and so that, that's they, a lot on a young mind, I feel. Well, especially since and, what he was going through at school and, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Which I did feel for him because his dad at least didn't know or didn't choose to acknowledge how yeah. his son was being treated at school. Yeah. Because at least Leo, when talking to the reader, made it pretty obvious that he was unhappy. And it's kind of yeah. like um, when he was being bullied at the daycare, it was his mom that finally, quote unquote, rescued him. Yeah. And so I guess he was kind of waiting for his dad to maybe do the same. Well, and he never did. His dad to be there. 
just in general anything. yeah yeah and so we find out i don't know relatively early on um how meredith died um right it was she was found with a self-inflicted knife wound with a note saying you'll never find her don't even try referring She's safe. to yeah. delilah delilah um what what can confu- i mean i've i've read enough murder mysteries and, and watched enough mm-hmm. documentaries why oh well i thought why was like was this in her handwriting did someone else write it did we not i try to figure figured out? even if it was suicide that someone put her up to it yeah i didn't seem to question meredith at all she did say that she didn't think there was a reason for anyone to want her dead yeah. which at first is like ding ding you probably didn't you don't know it like you can't be that perfect yeah uh but she kind of was a little bit she, i mean she definitely didn't have a reason to die or be killed to that, be killed that, that's, yeah yeah um and and we do find out i don't think like super early on but like at some point in the book we do find out that shelby and meredith did have a connection um meredith right was a doula and shelby was pregnant and had just moved and chose meredith as her doula um so that's that's where the connection came in that not a lot of people knew about yeah the husband didn't even know yeah and then another connection was meredith to marty she was good friends with cassandra during this book because she would help out with the kids taking Mm -hmm. them to school yeah um but then they never chose to tell either one of their spouses that back in college. It was called, yeah, it was called. They dated. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Marty was, was Meredith's first. Right. Yeah. And they, they were in love and yeah. how you think you are when you're young. And, oh, and, don't I have stories about that. And, <laughs> and then they were meeting the neighbors for the first time and Marty pretended to meet meredith for the first time and so meredith was just like okay i guess i'll play along and then they never mentioned it cassandra found a yearbook and there were pictures yeah of them together a little too closely i think he had his arm wrapped around her um yeah looking really comfortable with her and you know i it's a touchy subject because i I can see both sides yeah I, i can see cassandra being mad that it wasn't brought up to her that they knew each other and that looked really shady yeah but i can also see Meredith, okay, this was very, very long time ago. We yeah. both now are married. We have children. We have not seen each other in a very long time. Yeah. And in yeah. Sandra's defense, she was thinking he was having an affair. And so when she found this yearbook, like, oh, they've been keeping this a secret. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then that, she kind of just jumped to conclusions and assumed, which when you're yeah. in that kind of uh, fury, <laughs> that would and, make sense. And it... It sounds like Marty would say, I'm going to the store for ice cream, and then just be gone. Forget that ice cream. And forget to bring home ice cream. Yeah. Which, (laughs) after reading that, I think Marty was Sam. Oh, yeah. Who was hooking up with with Shelby. I think that's who it... Now, it it never specifies in the book if if Marty and Sam were the same exact person. But, I mean, I, I highly doubt Sam used it. Like, I 
really don't think that's actually his name is Sam. No. That's a very it, generic name. It's a, yeah. It's and like a John Doe. Exactly. My name's Sam. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I really think now, what I kind of forgot until I was flipping through this book this mm. morning, was that Jason and Shelby's daughter mm-hmm. is not Jason's daughter. Yeah. So, oh. if Marty is actually Sam, mm-hmm. then that must be Marty's Well, daughter. here's the thing. Shelby was saying that she's done this plenty of times. I don't think Sam was the only okay. guy That's true. she was Maybe having an affair with. Yeah. So, who knows? Okay. Well, it could be anyone. Um, fuck Jason still, though. He didn't do it. He didn't murder his no. wife. No, but didn't. he still inflicted pain upon his wife and was still having an affair of his own. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. He's a real dick and uh, should not have gone to prison for 11 years unfairly. He was released, but uh, still an asshole. Yeah. And... Not a murdering asshole, but it just... Yeah. And their their (laughs) daughter is going to have some psychological problems. Right, because the asshole doctor... Yeah, that doctor mm. was not good. Now, the doctor mm. also did not kill Meredith. He's just the average He's asshole, just asshole doctor. He's just the type of gynecologist male doctor that thinks he knows everything and that yeah. women are are too, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say in their feelings, but like he, he would forcefully put himself when, inside her with his hands and not be like that's warning. painful yeah. and he's like no oh, it's get not. over it yeah exactly. uh there was a question in the back okay. we don't have to get too into it because it gets a little uh serious oh, okay. uh it's a, uh, this novel discusses obstress uh, obstetric violence and abuse mm-hmm. did it surprise you to learn of the things meredith was uh has witnessed as a doula or to read about shelby's experience giving birth and i put no because i've heard of horror stories it's still awful to read about yeah um if Meredith were a male doula, which I don't even know if that's a thing, per se, I'm sure that doctor would have listened a little bit more. He was very sexist. Oh. Very, like, I know what I'm doing. Get out of my face. Yeah. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. But with that, if it were a male doula, I was like, but can a man help a pregnant woman the way a woman who has been pregnant and given birth can? No. And so, it's just... A man can't know how it feels to be pregnant and to be giving birth and for him to assume he knows what it feels like it just pissed me off. And I mean, I don't even know because I haven't been through the situation, but I can, I can imagine it's not pleasant. And how he just didn't like when Meredith gave her information was like, hey, this is the risk of what he's about to do. Yeah. You can't say no. Yeah. Made him even more mad. He also, he took that she didn't say yes as a didn't right. say no yeah like, the absence like, of a yes uh, an absence of a no does not make it a yes correct which yeah. applies to many situations oh i just kind of saw it yeah um, yeah it, it it gets really hard to read because i mean obviously shelby is the person that knows her body the best because yeah. she's in it and so a lot of times i've heard women wanting to push and then being told no even though like your yeah your body's naturally able to now let me let me say we both have not gone through childbirth we we both don't exactly know Mm. what 
<laughs> We've only been told. And it seems horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I found the page. It says, uh, the absence of a no should never mean yes. I've worked hard to create a culture of consent with my clients, especially in situations like this, where Shelby is vulnerable and Dr. Fangold in a position of power. There are risks in all matters of, pre- of delivery. I know that, but a woman should be made aware of these risks. Mm-hmm. She should be given the opportunity to weigh the options for herself. Mm-hmm. And he definitely took advantage of the fact that she's in pain. Mm-hmm. She wants to be done with it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know her options. She doesn't know the risk of the options. And so when she just wants the baby out, she doesn't know what that fully entails. And he just yeah. goes for it. And yeah. now has a lawsuit on his hands. Yeah, because he used forceps to get the baby out. The baby was stuck um, instead of doing a C-section. Because in his own words, she doesn't want an ugly scar. Scar. Um, he used forceps forcefully, squeezing the baby's head, which caused Too brain forcefully. damage. Yep. And so, I, I don't think that happens any i i don't know of course um i don't know meredith in the book said that it's really only used by older doctors like dr fangold who probably learned that practice in school regularly and then it's just a thing he i guess still has as an option um but also when the nurse came back to shelby and was like oh, he wants me to do a pelvis exam. And mm-hmm. then Meredith was like, hey, you don't have to do a pelvic exam if you don't want to be. Like, yeah. it's, they just did one like an hour ago. Yeah. You don't need to. And the nurse was like offended. Yeah, I was like, know what? what? Was do like, you want a pelvis know. exam? Like, within an hour of having know. a pelvis exam? Yeah, I don't know. It's what not her, comfortable. I don't know what her problem was, honestly. Anyway, so that's Meredith with Shelby and Cassandra. Yeah. We can talk about Kate a little bit more. Kate... We see the perspective of um, 11 years in the past of the day we see Kate mm-hmm. is the day Jason comes up to her and asks if she's seen Meredith. So it's the day she's gone missing. Um, Josh. Josh. Not Jason. Oh. Jason God, Why would you choose two J names? I know. This is why I drew myself a little tree. I was like, wait a minute. This is why. <laughs> Um, yeah, we see Kate in the perspective of the worried neighbor who's mm-hmm. been around Josh And they and took Meredith. care of the kids, and Delilah and, and Leo, the dog and, and the dog, and yeah. if they needed. Yeah, they They, they seem to out. really like the children um, with their partner B. And when Josh comes and tells them they're willing to step up, they go talk to neighbors, they help organize the group, the search they she talks to jason and that's when they learn of the connection and about dr fingold and when she scheduled that appointment to meet dr fingold honestly i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like what she did is probably something that i do like to get down to the bottom of it it was a very like i love lucy scheme of like just going for it herself and just kind of doing it and like kind of knowing what you want to do but also just like i'll figure it out as i go um and then she got a pelvic exam and he was just so off-putting he just went for it and like oh you're not pregnant like don't go see a doula i don't know that meredith doula yeah even though the lawsuit was already in effect which b had a good point like maybe he said he doesn't know meredith because he is in the middle of a lawsuit he's probably not allowed to mention if he says anything, I'm sure it could be held against him. It's, yeah. So, 
Yeah. I think he's just your average asshole of a doctor who that whole generation probably just needs to be faded out of the medical system yeah i agree (laughs) and so kate with her organizing the walks of trying to find meredith um they stumble upon shelby Mm -hmm. um they find her by a creek half buried half not um wrapped in a blanket naked um yeah she was naked um I, I don't think that they ever talked about, like, an autopsy of... I mean, obviously, we find out later on, like, what happened to yeah. her. Um, but it's never... I mean, obviously, getting hit by a car is going to kill you. But it's never of... She died because of impact. She died because of brain bleed. Like, it, it's never... I think defined. they decided homicide okay. at, earlier on. Okay. Which is why... Which is why Jason... Yeah. Um, especially since she was naked wrapped in a blanket so it seemed like a personal intimate kill yeah that Um, makes sense um b this whole time is is very supportive very supportive helps with the search and everything still um and you really don't suspect b at all no which is why when we find out (laughs) what happened with b it yeah. gets a little go crazy. Um, I didn't. So, one of the chapter ends with um, when they're driving home. You know, B hit something. Yes. Intoxicated while intoxicated. Yes. What did you think she hit? Well, so because it I, jumps perspectives, and you don't actually find out until the next time we see oh, Meredith's perspective. Let's see. I did put. Um, oh, well, I thought, so at one point there's a car following them. Right. Um, and I put a note, is this the same car as before, meaning, like, the one that hit Shelby? Um, I, I put, was it, um, I thought Meredith's was. car? Oh. Because at that point we didn't know where Meredith's car was. Um, they hadn't told us that it was found at the motel. I will say... So, we kind of forgot to touch on this, um, and, and I apologize for jumping back. Like I said, you're, we're going to be jumping around a lot. <laughs> this is how our brain works. That's how our brain works. Um, but I, I just came across a sticky note that says, ah, in all caps. Um, <laughs> Cassandra was the one that was texting Meredith those nasty texts. Yes. Um, we, we find out that it's because of Meredith and Marty lying. Cassandra is... Saying, I hope you're According to Meredith, not lying, just absence of truth or whatever yes, she yes, said. Yes, but, um, yeah. Yeah. She, because Cassandra, as Meredith was leaving, Cassandra said, I hope you rot in hell, Meredith. I hope you both rot in hell. And then she remembered. That's the exact That's text. exact, yeah. And um, she said, it was you. You're the one who's been sending me those awful texts. And then Cassandra goes, did it work? She asks, satisfied in herself. Yeah. Because she could see that it has. Um... And, and yeah, it, it was a little little too much. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think she should have went that far, but, you know, that's, that's just me. No, like she went out and got a prepaid, a pre, a prepaid phone. Yeah. So she didn't have her number. And sending her these texts, like, I'm watching you, like, following you, probably trying to catch her in the act, which she never would have because it wasn't Meredith. Um, we also forgot to touch on the lady cop. Lady cop. 
I don't even remember what her name is, but Leo calls her Lady Cop, and I agree, it's just Lady Cop. I feel like it's there's the C, but I, I don't remember. But she's just weirdly close with Josh. Leo notices. Yes. They call each other by their first name. They have, like, their personal phone numbers. I think her name's Carmen. Is it Carmen? That sounds right, to be fair. I think it's Carmen. Um, and, and just to wrap the little Delilah, not Delilah line, yeah. plot line. Yeah. The girl that came home had a DNA test. Carmen, lady cop, said that, yes, this is your daughter. Piper, Cassandra's daughter. Yeah. Uh, still goes to the same school as Leo. Yeah. Brings out a picture like, hey, I have this picture of Delilah. Just saying she had a cleft chin. Mm-hmm. And the girl living in your house right now doesn't have a cleft chin. And I Googled it. They don't just disappear. Yeah, they don't. Um, all the way back. Like plastic yeah. surgery, which clearly she would not have gotten. Yeah. Even Leo was like, I don't think those crackhead old couple would have had enough money to like no. facially change her. Yeah. But they go back to the office, the police office, police office, <laughs> police station, and uh, Lady Cop lied. Um, yeah, she lied big time. She, I don't think she's going to have a job. Yeah, no. I think she's going to go to jail for tampering with evidence. I think so. I think that's what Leo even said. That, like, she got walked out by, like, the supervisor. Yeah. And that one kind of closes that, that Delilah wasn't Delilah. Yes. Um, um, she actually was. They, they did figure out who she was. I think her name was She did Harley get sent back something. to her actual parents. Um, yeah, she went missing around the same time. Um, I, I don't know if they touched base on like, why they took her. I think Other than just saying a copycat yeah. kidnapped yeah. Um l- Later on, we find out that they found blood in the garage. That one threw me for a loop. And, I, and I, all I wrote was, what happened in the garage? <laughs> what happened in the garage? Um, yeah. We later find out what it is, but at the moment, yeah, I was very confused on, okay, well, what's going on here? Okay. Um, Let's talk about Bee's birthday. Yeah, so that kind of starts the events that finishes the book. Right, the um, beginning of the end. Yes, <laughs> so Meredith and... Josh mm-hmm. are going out to dinner, mm-hmm. um, and Meredith is, is going to tell him everything. She's going to tell him the text messages. Yeah, about Marty. About she's she's got a lot. She's got a lot of things. She has a lot of things she was holding on. Which I do want to know. One of the questions was uh, Meredith is trying to work on her life work balance. Okay. Um, how do you think she was doing at that? Like, do you think she, not well? How do you feel about Meredith as a mother and how she raises her children? with an unpredictable schedule as a doula. I said she was probably doing her best. I put, um, yeah. she could have taken less clients, maybe not do the yoga classes, though those were when her kids were in school or at daycare, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to focus better on her family. Mm-hmm. She should have trusted her husband more. Her husband was literally just trying to help her. Yeah. And like, hey, like, you come at crazy hours of the night, that's not safe. Yeah. Um, you don't ever have a break like her phone has to be on even at night when she's sleeping in case a client goes into labor yeah and he's always like he doesn't question when she's like okay i gotta go he's like okay and he'll just take over the kid's bath put them to Mm -hmm. bed whatever Mm -hmm. and he's just used to like her alarm going off super early or call he is very selfless and he just meant well and she's just doing it he even said they don't need that income 
Yeah, she was her I'd be like, me to do it. I feel like I'll be a sit mom. <laughs> I don't want to deal with people. But also, I feel like her time management wasn't good because with her being a doula, she was taking on multiple clients that were due, like, at the same time. Yeah. I think she should have just stuck to, like, okay, you're due this date. Okay, cool. And then, like, pencil that in. And then, yeah. okay, this person's, like, a like week. two, three two months. Or three, you know, I feel even like. Even, like, a couple of week weeks. difference because, I mean, you can only go so much so far past your due date but well yeah i but. mean she definitely should not have had multiple people yeah during around the same time and she was only afraid to tell her husband just because she was afraid he would mm-hmm. tell her to stop and yeah. that's not a good enough reason to me it's not it would have saved possibly her life at that point yeah so so they are going out to dinner and then they run into kate and b 30th birthday it's B's 30th birthday yeah they're having a great time all this stuff well then Kate has to get up early because she has surgeries as a veterinarian in the morning Mm -hmm. and and B kind of was just like no it's my birthday it's my birthday okay I get that but like she has she has surgeries surgeries in the morning do in the morning and Josh was gonna work yeah Meredith didn't have anything planned so yeah Meredith decided she'd stay behind yeah and then josh is wanting to get have a little fun time yeah and like wake me up so wake me up when you get home which i thought was kind of cute i'm not gonna lie that was cute and then a drink later they're like okay let's go and meredith did point out i shouldn't drive i've been drinking b probably shouldn't drive she's been drinking but then b drives yeah i forgot she did mention like taxi like yeah i don't know she didn't want to have to come back to pick up the car or something it was brought up and then ignored and then be drives. yeah i mean it's definitely a classic case of drunk driving you think you'll be fine and then you're not you think you'll and be fine it, and it she mentions how like the accidents always happen like five minutes within home and it does it it does i i think my accident was maybe like 10 minutes out of of where i was supposed to be but yeah they usually happen pretty close um to to where you need to be but also shelly mentions she goes to meet this guy at a dead-end street they don't being merida don't live on that no i think she was coming from her house walking so like the dead-end street was this way she's walking out oh like she still had a turn the dead-end street to turn off the dead-end street because i'm pretty sure it happens on their street because they live i think on a dead-end street all of them do oh okay is is what i i i did not get out. a map of this neighborhood i, I don't well, i didn't either i just <laughs> made it i just made one in my head so before i say what happened i had a little sticky note that says speechless on it because <laughs> i just literally had no words and keep in mind melanie finished this book before i did and and we were on vacation this past weekend vacation um to, no, e- to eastern eastern, <laughs> eastern oregon not much um for a friend's wedding congratulations kendall and mason and mm-hmm. so as i'm reading this my jaw is literally hitting the floor i'm just staring at her waiting <laughs> and and yes she's staring at me well what did you read well what did you read okay. yeah and, and so um we find out that b is the one that hits Hit shelby and kills her mm-hmm. which like i said great plot twist i love a good plot twist but that was very shocking to yeah. read and kate obviously we know that mm-hmm. kate was her her duel in the past and knew of her. oh my bad meredith there's, yeah, yeah, like yeah. i said there's way too many there's people here. a lot of names so for her to see shelby in that state yeah 
was very traumatizing. Yeah. And Meredith did not want, like, she wanted to take her to an emergency room. Yeah. She wanted to call the cops. She wanted to do all the right the things. The right things. Questions. Two questions. Okay. Do you think Meredith would, would have reacted the same way if she didn't know the person they hit? I think so. You think she had that kind of conscience? I, I do think, think highly so. of her. I think so. Yeah. I mean, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, they did live on the same street. I'm sure she had, like, had to have seen her at, at least, some yeah. point. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think to the extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably made it ten times worse that she did know her, but. And then second question is okay. from uh, the discussion questions in the back. Mm-hmm. Do you think B is a cold-blooded killer or desperate, desperate woman with no other way out? Okay. Because her reaction to, oh shit, we need to hide his body, is pretty fast. So I'm going to say that I don't think she was a cold-blooded killer with Shelby. Mm. Now. Now. Because it wasn't premeditated. She no. wasn't trying to like swerve and hit this person. She was drunk. She was under the influence. She wasn't thinking straight. Now, granted, that doesn't give you the right to say, let's no. hide this body. I will say, mm-hmm. my thoughts were, I don't think that was the first time she's done something bad. Oh. I don't think she's ever, like, okay. murdered. Mm-hmm. But I don't think murdered. that was, like, the first time. Okay. Because her reaction was really fast. She immediately, I mean, she could have just watched a lot of true crime. Because I feel like if we were in that situation, we would also know what to do if we chose to hide the body. Which we're not saying we have we are, or that we are going to do that in the future. Let, let me just make sure that, in case this, this is, could come back to bite us. This could be played in a quarter law and will not play well. This could be a John Mulaney thing. It could be a John Mulaney thing. It does want me to kill that guy for you. Exactly. Anyway, you should watch John Mulaney. Uh, uh, besides that, to me, she she was just so... And the way Kate even described her was like, she's mysterious. She kind of keeps herself. She's like really cool. So I feel like, I mean, it could have even been, like, runaway teen and, like, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. she's had, she has a past. Yeah, so Meredith is the one that put the blanket over. She went back. Her. Yeah, she went back. Because B knew, bad. okay, we need to go hide her. Yeah. We need to clean off our prints. Wear these gloves. we need to take her clothes off. We need to take her clothes off so it look, you know, so it insinuates maybe she was sexually assaulted. You know, she did. Yeah, she, she had okay. it. The more I talk about, and like, she was drunk, but still had a plan. You know, I did have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think them when they parked like down the block and then walked in with their muddy clothes and like had to take their clothes off and stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you think this is who Cass saw the night that she said that she saw two people walking around the house? Yeah, when she thought it was like mm-hmm. college guys yeah. or people yeah yeah you, you th- okay. i i actually I forgot about that detail but yeah i think it is yeah. those two people being weird in the lawn i thought it was i thought it was two yeah so and we even saved the clothes to planet uh, on jason <sighs> yeah b b just I seemed to really have thought it through more than i thought a drunk person could yeah i didn't i kind of liked her then i really didn't yeah and Kate has no idea. 
Yeah, so Kate has no idea what happened. Meredith is starting to lose her mind by this point. She's bringing broken down my guilt. B is coming over like every day, like, how are you doing, Meredith? Yeah, why aren't how you at are work? You? you need to act normal, Meredith. Yeah, she was being a bitch. She was being a lot. And I definitely put in the notes, I'm starting to not like B. <laughs> Um, which is true. I, I was not. It is true. And let's, let's see. I only had two more little notes because towards the end I was getting so into it. You're just reading, not writing. That I was just reading, not writing. Let's see wh- why I said what? Oh, um, that Delilah was not Delilah. Yes. We, we learned a lot of information really quickly. The last third of the book, it all comes to a head. Yes. I'll say this. Um, on chapter... Well, they don't really Whoa, have numbers. Okay. Yeah. On page 330, which is towards the end of the book. Yes. We get to see how how Meredith dies. So B finally kind of has like lost her shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meredith just wants to go to the police. And, and B keeps telling her I would never survive in, in jail um, and, and all right. this stuff. Um, and I, she was always yes. like, Meredith, you're an accomplice. You were there. Now we're in it. We were tampering with evidence. Like, you're going to go down too. So trying to guilt her into keeping up this whole charade as well. Charade? Charade? Facade? Facade. I think that's the word I'm thinking for. You know, we may have went to college, but I'm not good with big words. Did so. we? Did we really? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all a blur. So Meredith, at this point, has the phone in her hand. She's wanting to call the police. She's just done. She can't sleep at night. It's starting to put a strain on her marriage. It's starting mm-hmm. to really stress her out. Well, well, B can't have that. No. Not at all. So, um, they're in the garage. Meredith's garage. Yes, Meredith's garage. Fun mm-hmm. fact, we're in my garage still. Still. It's it's lovely out, guys. Also, it's the garage door is open, and we're off of a not busy highway, but a highway nonetheless. So, if you hear cars, just think of it as lovely ambiance. Yeah. So, they're they're in Meredith's garage, and she's got her her phone. Um, Has Delilah home because she was sick and running a fever? I guess she was a very sickly child. Yeah, she was not doing great. So (laughs) B decides to grab a hammer, which wasn't the smartest decision, but we'll No, it's a... Yeah. Um, Meredith goes, what do you think you're going to do with that? And B said, just give me the phone and I'll put it down. And she just keeps saying, give me the fucking phone, Meredith. And... At one point, I, I'll re- read the, the last yeah, right. the last Ooh, paragraph. Juicy. Because it's it's very good. And spoilers. It, yeah. <laughs> Giant spoilers. As I turn, I'm shocked to see Delilah standing in the open garage door watching us. She holds the TV remote control in her hands. Her hair spills across her face. Her eyes are punch drunk with fever and fear. Mommy, she says... Her tiny voice wobbles, seeing B with the hammer just steps behind me, listening to B and me fight. It all happens at the very same time. Delilah's eyes turn to swimming pools. They fill with tears. Mommy, the remote doesn't work, she says, as I feel the immobilizing pain of the hammer striking my head from behind. It's more shock than pain. I try to speak to tell her to run, but my words are suddenly slurred. The garage is spinning. The cold garage floor catches me, and then all there is is blackness. I just feel so bad for that little girl. That was it was hard it was hard to read. And that is the point where, yeah, maybe B is a cold blood killer. Yes, at that point we could <laughs> ask you that question. Um, yeah. Yes, yes she is. Because she willingly even seeing Delilah 
she still decides to hit Meredith over the head with a hammer. And then proceeds to get her into her own vehicle, which is where the blood came from. Mm -hmm. um, Because they were fighting, Meredith pushed B into, I believe, a nail. Something. And she started bleeding. Yeah, so it was B's blood. Yes. And drives, B drives Meredith to a hotel. Motel, hotel, holiday inn. Holla pickle. And um, (laughs) then proceeds to make her write that note. And then wants it to look like a suicide, so she starts slashing her arms. Yeah. Um, that doesn't does work. not work. And then proceeds to just stab her in the stomach, which makes her bleed and die. And then proceeds to kidnap Delilah. Because now Delilah has seen her hit her mother and yeah. saw a lot of blood. Yeah, and see a little girl that looks like you just killed my mom. Yeah. And so Beast's solution... Mm-hmm is to just take her in captivity and keep her hostage above her studio which kate never goes into because they respect each other's spaces yeah and you don't find that out until the not delilah girl runs away before having to go to her actual parents Mm -hmm. and the police and Josh and Leo are looking for them, so they run to Kate and B, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we need to search your property. Like, the girl ran away, and so Kate's like, oh, yeah, come around. And the police are like, can you open up the studio? We need to check all the areas. And B's like, what? It's been locked all day. She couldn't get in there. And the police are like, we need to go in there. And B's like, there's no way. And then the police are like, so you're telling us we can't go in there. And B's like, oh, I guess you can. Let me go get the key. And then just disappears. The second that happened, I was like, oh, Delilah's definitely up there. Yeah, so then we find out that Delilah is in there. 11 years. And come to find out, she's been able to watch into her own yard Mm -hmm. and see her dad and brother grow up in front of her eyes and not be able to do a dang thing about Mm -hmm. it, which I honestly think is way worse than just being kidnapped in general because you don't... I mean, she literally saw, like, her family yeah. dog pass on because she was... Yeah, that they saw, see the off. dog, don't see the dog. And it's, yeah, it's, it would be so hard. She literally, she gets to see her dad, like, mowing the lawn, like, basically living their life without knowing that she's right there. Mm-hmm. That's... Awful. That's the worst. I'll say, one of the discussion questions, mm-hmm. it's the last question. Mm-hmm. At the end of the novel, there are many victims, two women killed, a man sent wrongly to prison, a child kept in captivity, another being raised without her mother and father and more. Who suffered the most throughout local woman missing and why? I put the two girls. I think it's the two girls. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they both They were young. Issue. I mean... The one girl, I think her name was Carly or something. She had to live in the basement for mm, for um, eleven years. Eleven years and not be able to see sunlight. She didn't even know her own name. Barely had anything to eat. She was getting fed out of a dog bowl. Dog bowl. It just and then of course Delilah seeing her family, not Mm -hmm. being able to do anything. Overall, I thought the book was very good. So it was B. They found B. They captured B. Yes, they, they very easily. <laughs> yes, they captured, they captured her. She went to jail. I don't know if it's specified how long, but obviously long enough because she definitely killed two people. They released Jason. Yeah, Jason's back home with his daughter. Well, no, the baby gotten. It wasn't his. You're right. So no, you're completely right. I don't know what I'm wherever. talking about anymore. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I think to the right. 
boy. I think it went with the dad. Yeah. Whoever well, the dad was. And what made me yeah. give it a four, not a five. Okay. Was. I'm curious. We never learn exactly who Marty is or it, who Sam is, if it was oh, Marty or not. okay, okay, yeah. Who's the baby's dad. Mm-hmm. And we never learned why Marty Cassandra moved away so fast. It was brought up that like five days after Shelby, uh, not Shelby, Meredith went missing, the Hanukkahs moved. But Pipe, they still moved within the school because Piper still goes to the same school as Leo, but they moved really fast and really soon after that. So I was like, did they know something? Mm-hmm. Did Cassandra and Marty know B did something saw something because it was cassandra who said i saw those two people well maybe cassandra and kate maybe cassandra is just like you know what we just need to get out because it is it does come about as well that meredith and marty when they were dating um she did get pregnant and 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 they lost the baby so but there was also cassandra had made her daughter Piper, who was good friends with Delilah when they were young, made her throw away all her pictures, all the gifts they had from her, yeah. and Piper only managed to keep one picture. Of Which her thank God she did, because that's, that's how they figured what, it out. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird how fast they moved away. Yeah. Why would Cassandra be like, get rid of all of your things with that girl? It just seemed odd. I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd still give it a five. I thought it was very, I thought it was very, very good. But yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. I, I definitely want to read her other books. Yeah, um, let me see in the back. She has a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Good Girl, Pretty Baby, Don't You Cry, Every Last Lie, When the Lights Go Out, and The Other Misses. So, Mary Kubica, Kubica probably should have looked up how to say her last name before this we're gonna about botch a lot of last names um i, d- I yeah. don't think we have any shout outs no today uh, i guess just to you already said it to kendall and yes, mason for yes. their wedding we decided well i mean we didn't decide i was a bridesmaid in their wedding um <laughs> but we went to eastern oregon we celebrated mason and kendall getting married and then we went to Sisters, Oregon, and yes. got a local bookstore. Very um, cute Paulina's yes. spring books, I believe. We have a picture with them tagged on yes. our Instagram. Yes, our Instagram has them in there. Um, very cute bookstore. Um, of course, we had to stop at a Barnes & Noble in Bend, Oregon, as we trekked back to Western Oregon, where we're from. Mm-hmm. And... Um, got more books that even more books that we, we will uh, talk about yes eventually yes. next episode next episode i'm very excited about so and i'm scared i have read this book before um, we randomly choose our books we have a list of what books we have a copy of both of us have a copy of and it's um, way more than you would think. it is ex- it's, it's a high number but it was randomly chosen that we will be reading nicholas sparks uh, safe haven yes which ashley has read yes i've read i've seen the movie it's been a really long time um how many of his books do you think you've read because you own a lot of them it's yes your goal yeah so 
he's one of my favorite authors. I absolutely love how he's really good at writing a plot, but also has the romantic side of it. It's, it, it's not as spicy as like Colleen Hoover, Tessa Bailey, but he does write very, very good romance novels. Um, I believe, well, let me pull up my phone because I have a list of books that I need. So I, I ultimately what I'm trying to do is I have a lot of his books in paperback. Right. But I want them all in hardcover to look nice. Beautiful hardcover, yeah. So I'm, I have multiple copies of books because like I said, I have them in hard and and paperback. Um, Safe Haven is also a great movie. It's got, I don't know the male actor, but the female is Julianne Hough. Um, It's very good. I, I might have to watch it I, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere at the moment but well, we can I'll watch it, um, it before we film or That's record true, um, so we can also talk about the movie a little bit as well so um as of right now i am missing eight of his books now in total i think he probably has like over 20 would be my guess he's a prolific writer um one of them is coming out this month oh that's right coming out uh-huh. this month called, called dreamland um which i will buy <laughs> when i find it but yeah i he also is the author of the notebook right and dear john right he has very popular books yeah and i'm nervous because i have never read nicholas sparks i only own nicholas Sparks three only three books of his mm-hmm. and that's because you gave them to me yes i've only seen the last song with when, miley cyrus with miley cyrus mm-hmm. when it comes to his movie adaptations but yeah i've not re- uh, read a single one of his novels and yeah. there's high praise for him from basically everyone I love him. and so i just hope it lives up to the hype because you know what i mean like i don't want to be that person and be like oh I'm so- yeah here we go nicholas sparks and be like ah shit yeah so do i <laughs> but i mean yeah i don't want you to also hate him and i'll be like well, and we'll darn. preface it with super romance novels aren't my typical genre i usually go horror before yeah. i go romance if yeah. it's like a rom-com that's i feel different but it's straight romance there's some funny parts in this book i'll say okay um i couldn't even tell you what this is about like i couldn't even give you a premise well here i i'll read the back of it okay just to give a a sneak peek and then of course we'll sneaky peeky we'll start we'll start (laughs) it again yeah a little sneaky peeky (laughs) our sneaky peeky segment um, and then obviously mm-hmm. next episode we'll we'll dive in. We'll talk about the back of the book again and mm-hmm. we'll reread it just so our listeners can listen to it again. Okay. We'll wait for the log truck to go by. Yeah, no, I think that was a motorcycle. Oh. We're in hardcore Oregon, by the way, people. <laughs> yes. Um I live in a logging town, so I will just give you that information okay um safe haven when a mysterious young woman named katie appears in south north carolina town of southport hold on south north carolina i i already screwed that up (laughs) all right I know. Well, clearly I'm confusing myself. Okay. (laughs) When a mysterious young woman named Katie appears in the small North Carolina town of Southport, there we go, 
Her sudden arrival raises questions about her past. Beautiful yet self-effacing Katie seems determined to avoid forming personal ties till a series of events draws her into two reluctant relationships. One with her plain-spoken neighbor Joe, which I absolutely love Katie and Joe's relationship. That's where the funny comes in, and I think you're going to like it. And another with Alex, a widowed store owner with two young children. Despite her reservations, Katie slowly begins to relax her guard, putting down roots in the community and becoming increasingly attached to Alex and his family. But even as Katie begins to fall in love, she struggles with the dark secret that still haunts and terrifies her. A past that was set out on a a fearful journey across the country to the oasis of Southport. With Joe's support, Katie eventually realizes that she must choose between a life of safety and one of riskier rewards and that in the darkest hour love is the only true safe haven if katie's dark secret isn't murder i will riot okay well should i lower that expectation okay (laughs) i would um i would there are some trigger warnings in this book um yes we're gonna try to get better at looking those up prior and mention that at the beginning um yes though i would recommend looking that up for yourself if you have some before going into any book in general yes um, so, so we're hoping you know about the book before you listen to us yeah. unless you don't have any intention on actually reading it for yourself which cool that's cool yeah we'll save you time work. that works too um yes i, I will <laughs> say next week's book safe haven has a trigger warning of um, physical, like, spousal abuse. Okay. Pretty, pretty heavy. On okay. It. So, if, if that's a trigger, um, then definitely I would not just be listen. aware. Yeah. Or, or be aware of mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yeah, I, for one, have always loved his books um, and his movies, so i'm really excited i'm a little nervous of what you're gonna (laughs) say about it just because i love him so much right um but you know people do i got you into Kristen hannah Um, you did i do love Kristen hannah so i'm hoping that i could be two for two this time yeah we'll see what happens all right well uh speaking of Kristen hannah if you haven't listened to our first episode we read uh Firefly Away, which is the sequel to Firefly Lane, which we did not read. Uh, but you can we, go listen to that. We didn't tie that in. I know. Wow. It's like that was wonderful. Like I meant it. Oh my! Uh, we're professionals oh here, everybody. Goodness. That was wonderful. Uh, uh, well, follow we us. don't have a structure for that one, so you just no. kind of get to hear us ramble. No, we don't even have an intro. Like I said, we're not professionals. Our, I mean, we still don't. Technically, no. But yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yep, Baby Got Stacks Podcast. Baby Got Stacks Podcast. We have a TikTok, which mm-hmm. we will uh, probably start posting on. We have to figure out how to make one. We'll have to figure out uh, how the kids do it. Um, and, uh, we both have Goodreads. You can see what books we have on our TBR. On yes, our, we read yeah. books other than what we read for this podcast. So we still have uh, different books going on. Yes. I am currently reading Little Fires Everywhere, meaning to finish that before I dive into Safe Haven. I'm trying to read Safe Haven so then I can read another book because I'm going to be honest, I cannot read. I can't read two at a time, which is why I have to finish. This yeah, one I can't. I can't read multiple books at the same time. It, yeah, that's yeah. not even in my thought process. So that's I'm I not can't even, juggle like that. I'm not even going to attempt it. Yeah. yeah. 
Here we go. I think we're done. Thanks for listening in. Yeah. Baby Got Stacks. I'm Ashley. I'm Mel. Tune in next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening.